Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 7, Episode 7, Good Night, MacGyver, Part 1. for this episode was November 4th, 1991. It was directed by Michael Vahar, and it was written by John Considine. Uh, why don't we describe this episode in brief? Oh boy, in this episode, MacGyver <laughs> travels to Camelot. Yes. Uh, and uh, boy, is it kind of empty. <laughs> yeah. The, f- the first half of this episode is really a nothing story. Yeah. Um, but yes, MacGyver, when learning about his family history and his heritage uh, stretching back to the 4th century. Uh, uh, he uh, wakes up in Camelot one day and uh, lives out a, a minor MacGyver adventure in Camelot with Arthur and Merlin and Morgana. It's Is Morgana a, an actual character from that story? Well, M- Morgan Le Fay is Arthur's half-sister. Okay. Um, see, uh, Arthur's father... Uh, uh, Uther, uh, he, uh, in one version of the story that I know, Uther had uh, a relationship with this woman named Igraine, and Igraine already had a daughter named Morgan, uh, and, uh, and then Uther, you know, got her pregnant with Arthur, but the deal was that Merlin takes Arthur if they had a child, uh, okay. and then, like, Merlin gave the child to uh, another family. And that's where we enter Arthur's story, you know, where he's like his older brother, Kay, and, uh, you know, like like the whole sword in the stone aspect comes into it. So, uh, but yeah, like Morgan has always been uh, Arthur's half-sister. She's always been a little evil. uh, And uh, she fathers a son with Arthur. uh, Her mother's a son. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> she mothers the son with Arthur when she's when she tricks him into sleeping with her, uh, and he that gives birth to Mordred, uh, who is like this all powerful guy who can like the only one who can kill Arthur. Uh, it's a whole crazy story. Uh, <laughs> is there is there any historical basis for any of these characters? I feel uh, like um, Merlin is is a is an amalgamation of a few like famous wizards from actual history that are people that were known as wizards? Well, the, like, from what I know, and I don't know much, <laughs> um, the the actual Arthur, if he existed, and the Camelot, and the, the whole thing, that all happened during the Roman times. Yeah. Not during uh, medieval times. Yeah. Because this all had to do with the pushing out of of the Saxons, uh, the, the, from, uh, like Norway or Sweden or, you know, like where they came across over in Scotland and the Celts and the Romans forming an alliance to push them out. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was the birth of Britain. You know, it was like the lands were united in, in a common enemy who was going to kill them all. Uh, yeah. so they, they united to fight against it and then, that was their new land. Because yeah. uh, the British, the Roman Empire was, was pulling back at that point. Right. That's right, because I think we said in an earlier episode that, that you, your 
book of the historical timeline that talks about how King Arthur would actually have been like during the Roman times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, and and uh, obviously I'm also borrowing pop culture, <laughs> pop culture knowledge from both John Borman's Excalibur and, and uh, Disney's Sword in the Stone. Disney's Sword in the Stone, and also uh, the uh, Clive Owen <laughs> King Arthur movie. Um, I have not seen that one. Uh, also, it's just called King Arthur, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but 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 you know, in in the King Arthur's defense, it it fit in the timeline and it fit with like Hadrian's Wall and all this stuff about the yeah. the the war between the Celts and the and the Romans. But but anyway, yeah. So yeah, Morgan Le Fay or Morgana, as she's sometimes known, is a real character in the story. Yeah. Um, she did not start... invent gunpowder. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but we start this episode in present day where um, MacGyver and Pete are going around investigating his genealogy. Yeah, yeah. They're meeting with Chief O'Brien. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's funny. Like, uh, it, it's like his name's Dr. Irwin Malcolm. And it's yeah, so I, close. I thought, of, I thought of Dr. Ian Malcolm when I saw it on the, <laughs> on like, the door. It's so close. <laughs> And this is uh, Cole Meany, of yeah. course, from, from, of Star Trek fame, but he's been in a lot of Yeah, things. he is in a ton of things. Um, I don't know why, but one of the first things I, th- I go to is Layer Cake. Yeah. He plays a really awesome he was character. Great. He was great in that. Um, Con Air is always a good one. Right, yeah. A good one for him. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's in a ton of stuff. He's a great actor. Um, and this must have been, this is during, I mean, this is during Star Trek. I mean, yeah. you know, Next Generation is in full swing at this point. Yeah. Uh, so people knew who this was when he showed up on yeah. the screen. I mean, yeah, I, he he was a character on the show for a while, but he never had a name. And so I don't yeah. know I don't know if this is at the point in which he started becoming a named character and then a regular. Um, yeah, and then eventually he like got married on the show, right? Yeah, he got married. Uh, he married Keiko, uh, played by Rosalind Chow, and then they both transferred to DS9, in which he was a major, major character. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah, so he, he became like a minor character in, in Next Generation eventually, but uh, he became a major character on DS9. Right, But I, I love this guy. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, he, he, Dr. Irwin Malcolm, is tracing MacGyver's lineage. Now, I'm assuming that this is in America. Uh, yeah. Although it seems like we're supposed to be in London, just be, especially when we meet like the bride and groom uh, outside. Yeah, uh, that's possible. Later, because because yeah. one of them cl- clearly has a British accent, and yeah. it's just like the stonework on the building that he's in. But I don't believe that MacGyver and Pete would fly all the way to London to get records. I don't. I'm not sure where they're supposed to be. It's never said. Yeah. Um. And uh, but it just seemed like really unusual. It seemed one unusual that someone in America would have access to such records of British and Scottish like ancestry yeah. but it, then it also seemed unlikely that he took pete all the way to england just for just this to look up his own family which he didn't actually seem to care as much about as yeah. Pete does. um but uh, as i said uh, so the macgyver clan they were able to trace back to a point in the 14th century but then the maiver which doesn't have like you know the the ac kind of takes the yeah the c and the g out yeah uh, clan was traced all the way back to the seventh century, um, yeah. and they keep bringing up that each one of these like clan leaders names their son after after 
one of the family members who has the same name, first name as MacGyver. Right. So both of the both of the fathers were named Ian, and both of the sons shared MacGyver's first name. Correct. But they don't. They keep very strategically avoiding saying what MacGyver's first name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I think we've covered on the show that MacGyver's father is named James. Yeah, yeah. So it's weird that they didn't just use James for that character. They could have just said that the fathers were James. But I mean, because MacGyver's first name is so Scottish, maybe they thought they had to they had to Scottish it up a little bit more. Yeah. But um yeah, so we keep avoiding saying what MacGyver's actual first name is mm-hmm. and just pointing out, "Oh, these people all have the same name as you." And uh, then uh yeah. Yeah, so they walk outside. Um I guess that that's that's the end of the genealogy uh portion session. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was a wasted flight. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't buy a word of that. Because MacGyver doesn't seem to believe him. Um, yeah. And, and so it's just, like, I, I don't know why, but I guess, okay, you can have your doubts. Um, yeah. But as they're walking outside, some movers are moving stuff up a fire escape. I'm not really even sure what's happening. Yeah. Um, but they, there's a flower box one that was not secured to the fire escape properly. Yeah, it's just sitting on the edge of the fire escape. Yeah, I mean, those those railings are really narrow. It should have been strapped down or something. Yeah. But, uh, of course, it falls off. And, and MacGyver kind of predicts that that's about to happen. He right. like, looks up and he's like, oh, this isn't good. And standing right beneath it is a groom who's getting like his tie straightened like by his best man. Yeah. Uh, a very young, handsome man. And then, of course, MacGyver dives out of the pushes him out of the way and dives in and gets clobbered like the corner of it to the back of his head yeah uh when he wakes up he's in the middle of a jousting like they call it a list is that what you call when you when you're where you're jousting um he's like in a renaissance fair mm -hmm. and uh and sir galahad is being knocked down off his horse by sir duncan so right. Galahad is the same actor who plays the groom, although we didn't get much of an introduction to him. Yeah. Um, but Sir Duncan, we know all too well. Right. Uh, Christopher Neem returns at yeah. uh, Quail uh, and Von Leer from Holy Rose. Yeah, he was Deathlock in Holy Rose, and here his hair is all black. Yeah. But for this first scene, he's in plate mail, so I almost didn't recognize him because his whole head is covered up, except you just get this one peak of his face, and then yeah. I'm like, okay, this is, this is him again. Oh, and you, and you get his voice. Yeah, that's true. His distinctive voice. Um, so Galahad has been defeated in this, in this battle, um, and when uh, he can't sword fight because he broke his arm, uh, Duncan says, well, then I get to kill you. That's the, that's yeah, the rules. Yeah, it's a courtesy murder. Yeah. Uh, but um, the the actor playing Galahad here, Christopher uh, Collette, was also uh, he played the character of Paul in Sleepaway Camp. Oh, okay. Which character was that? <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but I remember enjoying that movie. Yeah, that movie was a surprise to me. Yeah, because I, I didn't see it till I was bizarre. A, yeah, I didn't see it till I was an extreme adult, um, yeah. and I was like, "What the heck is going on?" <laughs> uh, but uh, so. MacGyver offers to take Galahad's place right. uh, in, in the battle. And when they, when, well, first of all, MacGyver says that Galahad can't die because that Galahad needs to take place in the quest for the Holy Grail. 
Right. And this, Which means that MacGyver shouldn't have had to intervene here because something else was going to historically. Exactly. MacGyver, well, yeah, unless he was the thing that was supposed to interrupt. Oh, okay. So it's like time is already written and MacGyver was a part of this legend to begin with. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's a theory. These are, these, yeah, we, he doesn't, conceivably, he doesn't change any of the elements of the story that, that Colmini lays out in the beginning, right, I guess. Right, right. Yeah. So, of course, Merlin uh, overhears talking about the Holy Grail that piques his curiosity and he, so he steps in and, uh, Merlin, uh, we had, uh, time winters returning. Yeah. He was just, uh, he was just the, the French leader of the government from honest Abe. Yeah. That they try and sell the, the, uh, the stolen helicopter to. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and they end up kidnapping. Yeah. So at first I thought what was happening here was, was like a serenity kind of situation where people from previous episodes of MacGyver were playing characters in this uh, yeah, yeah, Renaissance yeah. environment, but really, really, other than Sir Duncan and Merlin, and and obviously later the King Arthur, like yeah. there are no major characters that are involved. Yeah, that's true. Like, uh, like everyone else is either a new character that was introduced in that episode, or a completely just invented character for that environment. Yeah. So uh, it. I don't know why they didn't go that route, because again, we haven't seen Jack in forever. Right. Um, I think Jack would have been much more fun as one of the bumbling guards in the second half. Um, but uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, or as anybody, I mean, just just throw him in there. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, Merlin suspects that MacGyver is an evil sorcerer because right. he's saying he's talking about the future. Um, so, you know, uh, but Duncan still needs his satisfaction with Galahad because he's, there's a, there's a, it's a matter of honor. There's a, there's a quarrel between the men and this is how you solve it. Yeah. So MacGyver offers to, to fight for Galahad and instead of getting a lance, they ask him for, if he wants a lance or a halibird, um, uh, he asks for a rope, which totally yeah. seems like cheating. Like, yeah, it does. Like, if you could just rope and clothesline a guy off a horse, then everyone would choose that. Um, yeah, but they also all pretend, like, using the rope is, like, magic when he does it. Yeah. And it's like, I'm pretty sure people were already using ropes for this purpose at this time period. Yeah, to to, to hold and rein and lasso and, you know, hold yeah. animals. It's not a surprise. Yeah, um, but everyone's blown away by it. Like, it's magic they've never seen. Yeah. And, of course... Uh, you know, Duncan is lassoed and brought to the ground, and yeah. Mer Merlin is extremely displeased. But uh, MacGyver is brought before King Arthur, who, of course, is being played by Pete, right. and is also. But this is a variation on King Arthur because he's he is suffering from the same glaucoma that. Pete yeah, is. yeah. Um, and of course, like MacGyver still isn't quite sure where he is and doesn't really believe much of what's going on. So when he sees Arthur, he goes, Oh, Hey Pete. <laughs> and everyone, like, you cannot talk to the King that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, it just doesn't explain like where they are or what they're doing out there in the, in the, like in a park. Like, yeah. like why, why are the Knights here at all? <laughs> why, why aren't we in a castle? Why aren't we seeing, even if you brought in the castle from frigging Holy Rose, okay, again, we're talking about they were up in Vancouver, but yeah. it seems like we could have had some kind of 
you know, filming at the Greystone. You, you know? don't like it just in tents in the, in the middle of the woods? No, I don't like I'm this. I'm pretty sure this entire episode was shot in Griffith Park, actually. Yeah, it's, it's really just on the, on the budget, because I guess they must have spent all the money on the costuming. Yeah, but it's the same location for, like, 90% of the, uh, of the away team landings yeah. in uh, Star Trek. It's just, like, an overused area of the, of the Griffith Park. Yeah, and the caves. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that is the bat cave they end up at later in the episode. But, uh, so, uh, Arthur, you know, Arthur asks, of course, MacGyver about who he is and thanks him for standing in for Galahad. But as soon as MacGyver reveals his last name of MacGyver, everyone starts getting really upset. And, and this is like the first of like many of like where everyone starts to half unsheath their swords whenever he says something. Then they go, whenever he, he says something that they dislike. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it turns out that even saying the name MacGyver is punishable by death in this region. Yeah. Because of the betrayal of a member of the MacGyver family. Right. Who is presumably an actual ancestor of, of MacGyver. Right. One, one of the Ian MacGyver uh, people is working with Morgana to help create her new secret uh, deadly weapon. Which they right. only know is that she's making it. That's all they know. Uh, we also have a character like dancing around through these scenes, singing songs. Yeah, minstrel kind of minstrel yeah, songs. He's like he's like a bard. He's credited as a balladeer. Um, but the the actor's name is David L. Considine. It's spelled the same way as the writer of this episode. Yeah. And and this is his only credit, so I, I have to assume that they're related. Like he just yeah. got his brother. A job on this one episode as the balladeer character mm. but um he, for some reason he among this this small village is the only one who's allowed to say macgyver yeah because yeah. he says it in the lyrics even though we've just learned it's punishable by death hey anything for your art man yeah <laughs> yeah well that's a song that's different he sang it he didn't say it <laughs> it's like saying the lord's name in vain and then saying it in a prayer yeah or singing it in vain. You can <laughs> sing it in vain. That's different. Uh, MacGyver tries to defend his like family name, saying based based on the information that he got from Doctor Malcolm, that his one of his ancestors was falsely accused of, uh, and so he believes that whatever is going on there is uh, is he, he the MacGyver family needs to be cleared because like right. he's saying no, I know I happen to know for a fact that. He'll be cleared of this information later, and you're wrong now. Yeah. Um, Although it's never really made clear how that information comes to light. Yeah. He clears the MacGyver name later. Uh, because he clears it. I guess, but I mean... Self-fulfilling there, it's prophecy. It's another situation where he they have to just take his word for it that this guy didn't do what they say. Right. But... Uh, but Merlin says once again, ah, he's evil, we should kill him. And then every, everyone again immediately pulls out their swords... Because everyone is just so anxious to kill, and MacGyver even says, "You guys are awful strict in this place." Yeah, because <laughs> um, like everything is just seemed to be solved by by stabbing, stabbing. Um, uh, so Arthur wants to test MacGyver and his quote unquote magic that Merlin believes that he has. Uh, so first he has Merlin like do his magic, which Merlin is not the Merlin that we we yeah. know and love. 
He's just he, a, he's probably closer to the Merlin that actually existed, which yeah. is just a charlatan who takes advantage of the fact that people can't see from far away that he's lifting things with strings instead yeah. of magic. But also that he is an alchemist and he has right. like yeah. access to chemicals and is aware of how they work, uh, which appears is magic. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, this is I, I made a note here that I, I neglected to bring up earlier, but this is the, our second episode featuring Christopher Neem and medieval armor, because oh. in uh, Deathlock they use medieval armor as right. a distraction for the the automated guns that are tracking everything around the house. Uh, and, and this King Arthur character is Pete's fourth character for the show because he played one character in the in the pilot episode right and then right. he played pete and then in serenity he ended up playing still called pete thornton but but a different yeah. character yeah. from the fire eagle ranch and in, in uh, serenity uh so mac uses his magic to cut the string holding the rope which causes right. it to to obviously the magic snake that merlin was trying to bring to life with a string <laughs> um so, but Arthur says, "Well, why don't you show us some good magic?" Since apparently, because yeah, immediately Merlin's like, "But see, I created a snake and he destroyed it, so that's destructive magic. We should kill him." And everyone's like, "Yeah, let's kill him." Yeah. So, so he asks for good magic, and then so MacGyver does something that I would regard as evil magic. Evil magic again. Yeah, and he strikes a, a strike anywhere mag- match, and everyone goes, "Oh, he drew fire from his hand. That must be good." Yeah. Yeah. At this time, fire had never done anything wrong to anyone. Yeah, fire fire's always been good. Uh, <laughs> and so that was enough. That was, like, enough for them to uh, to to go to this, to agree that MacGyver is just the good guy that he says he is. Yeah. So uh, Arthur then decrees that Merlin and MacGyver should work together and uh, um, that they should both go and defeat Morgana together. Like... Because Merlin needs someone to go with him, and Merlin's yeah. hoping that uh, a strong knight will protect him as they go yeah. there. So Arthur is kind of like toasting to their success, and then immediately starts like groaning in pain and passes out. Yeah. Uh, so they all move uh, Arthur to his tent, and Merlin tries to work his magic on him, like by like hanging chains yeah. above his head, and yeah, he's using like Mama Lorraine healing magic. Mm-hmm. So MacGyver starts looking around, though. He finds, like, an empty vial, and he notices that uh, that there's some kind of, like, metal decay on a knife. And so he is already kind of in line with what kind of poison he's been poisoned with. Yeah. And so he starts mix- mixing... It looks like he's mixing fireplace ashes and then egg whites. Yeah. So it's never really revealed what this is supposed to do, but... It seems Somehow to work. It cures him. Yeah. Which should only lead suspicion in MacGyver's direction. Yeah. Uh, he knew exactly what to do to save him. Mm-hmm. But also, it's very odd that Merlin steals the poison vial. Yeah. Uh, so while this is all going on, like Merlin kind of sneaks away and grabs the poison vial and tucks it into his coat. Um, and so as the as like Arthur. Uh, starts taking the antidote of the ashes and the egg whites, uh, Duncan suspects that it must be the new page who 
fed the king. Like if if it was because he's the only new person, yeah, in the village who had access to that. So they run off in search of him. Um, uh, Merlin is asked also to leave by Arthur so that Arthur can knight MacGyver. Basically, says like you're knight of the Round Table now. Uh, you're you're gonna go with Merlin to help stop Morgana. Also, that we should mention that they're also trying to rescue this girl named Cecilia, yeah. uh, who is Galahad's betrothed, um, willing willing betrothal. Like it's yeah. it's it's a mutual thing. It's not an arranged betrothal. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so when the the rest of the men find the page and they start questioning him, the page seems really confused. It's uh, like, what? Yeah, uh, yeah of yes, course. Yes, I was there. Yeah, yeah, I was there. Yeah, that was the money that I had. Um, and so Duncan goes, well, that's enough from you, stab. Yeah, um, you don't need to say anything more. Yeah. <laughs> Just answer this one question. Is this gold yours now that I give it to you? <laughs> Has this gold become yours by way of having it in your hands? <laughs> yes. Um, well, technically, yes, because you stab. <laughs> Uh, yes, everything everything is happening just like that. Perfect. Um, and, uh, of course, Duncan... MacGyver is there just for the stabbing. Yeah, and Duncan says, he admitted his guilt. Everyone heard it. He's guilty. I stabbed him on purpose. <laughs> uh, so when Duncan... Now I've admitted my guilt and someone stabs him. <laughs> no. Just everyone just... just uh, so much death. Duncan brings the coins to Arthur, and he's able to ID them. Arthur, that is is able to ID them by touch, that these were coins given to Merlin. Why Arthur gave Merlin coins with pentagrams on them is yeah. not explained. <laughs> or how like how he knows that these are coins that he gave to Merlin when presumably these are a redeemable currency yeah. in the land. Otherwise, they wouldn't serve as a payment. Like, is every single coin unique in this whole area? I... It just seems it just seems so weird. Like, okay, were you paying Merlin for a service, or uh, what, what were these coins given? Were they are they special? Like, are they collectible? And that's why like you're supposed to keep them. Yeah. Um, it, it's a it's a really loose connection, uh, but it's enough for them to say, well, Merlin's also guilty. Uh, yeah. We're we're, we're going to kill him too. Yeah. Um. And, and then they're like, "Well, we found uh, we found these coins on on him, and they they're coins that you gave to Merlin that you can identify by touch, even though you can't see them." Yeah. Oh, and also we found a note that clearly implicates Merlin. <laughs> it's got and his seal. Like, yeah. um, it's it, it's basically an invoice for yeah. services rendered, uh, which makes the whole point about the gold totally a waste of time. Yeah. This is way more incriminating, and it very specifically implicates Merlin. Right. But then MacGyver's like, wait, when did you find that? And then they're like, after you left. When they were preparing the body, it was on his clothes. Like, why would you even ask that question? Of course that's where it came from. Yeah. That's not relevant. Yeah. Uh, what's relevant is Merlin clearly signed this document. Uh, and he even, he, like, he, he even admits that. Like, when he gets the document and he's like, Wait a minute. Let me see that. Yeah, this is my seal. Yeah, yeah. How, I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> but in those days, like unless your seal was on your ring, like your family ring, which yeah. a lot of them were, um, it was Simple just a, enough to steal and yeah, press into. It yeah, it's just of... a, a thing you can steal. Yeah. Um, 
so uh, Duncan grabs Merlin, and they're going to take him to, to be executed. Uh, they tie him up in his tent, which, why would you tie Merlin up in his place of business? Yeah. Like, I would tie him up to a tree way far away from his stuff. Just, I don't know. Why would you lock MacGyver in a in a shed full of tools or weapons? <laughs> People do that constantly. It's true. Uh, Arthur asks MacGyver to prove Merlin's innocence, or that it's the same. MacGyver asks for permission. And uh, so uh, 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 MacGyver starts working on breaking down the chemicals used in the poison. So right. he's, he he has to steal everything from Merlin while Merlin is tied up and just yeah, going. And Merlin's like, "Oh yeah, I guess uh, yeah, go through my stuff like it's yours. That's awesome. <laughs> You're taking my job now. I guess this technically does belong to you now." And we're getting the first on the nose uh, indication that Merlin is feeling very jealous of the attention MacGyver is getting. Yeah, there's a second wizard to compete with here. Uh, so. We're, we're kind of cross-cutting between Duncan giving speeches about we must kill Merlin and to, 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 for the honor of the, ca- of the country and for trying to kill uh, Arthur. And uh, they mentioned a, a past grievance that Merlin would have with Arthur about a disagreement that they had um, as if that was motive for murder. Yeah. Uh, so MacGyver gets, builds a battery uh, and then he starts using the battery to separate some of the chemicals I don't know what you call this device. I remember, like, my physics teacher, my chemistry teacher using one of these things where it's it's a single tube of glass, but it's got two spouts on the top. And I know that you, by hooking up a battery to it and the electrical current, the electrodes that you have inside, the positive and negative, yeah. like, on yeah. one side, it produces oxygen, and the other side, it produces hydrogen. Right. So, like, because you would mix water and sulfuric acid and run the battery through it, and then he would have, like, two... In my, this is my chemistry class, mind you. Right, um, yeah. And he would have two containers to collect the oxygen and hydrogen that were being separated from the water and the sulfuric acid. Yeah. Um, I don't know what and you... And as call- it should, there would be twice as much hydrogen as oxygen. So Correct. So would be filling up faster with gas. And... But I never, I never knew what this device was called. Clearly, yeah. like, this is its use. But for, like, electro... Uh, decomposition or I don't know how you would the chemical term for it but yeah if I can figure it out that'll be our Mac fact today Um, but uh, so he discovers that the poison uh, that was used was a variation of vandium poisoning Um, which he also calls what is it called when when you use two different ingredients that activate each other um, catalyst and, no, it's uh, like buy something poison. Oh, uh, yeah. Dang it, I didn't write it down. Yeah, I can't remember. Binary, binary poison. Yeah, a binary poison, which he said wouldn't be used for a long time after this. Yeah. So I did the math uh, on that, by the way. So yeah. he says it shouldn't exist for a thousand years, but it's supposed to be like, uh the year 700 so that would yeah. mean it was invented in the year 300 <laughs> my that 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 oh no sorry it he said it was invented the poison was invented in the year like 700 and it which is another thousand years from now um so this should be 300 bc yeah that that's the time that they're supposed to be in yeah i was like i don't 
I don't think it's that that's correct. Not supposed to be that early. <laughs> um. So uh, MacGyver asks if anybody in the court has been to Scotland, or at that time it was called Caledonia. Right. And it turns out that Duncan is the only one who's ever been there. Right. Uh, so Duncan gets his guilty verdict, and uh, he they ride up to take Merlin away, and uh, they practically kick MacGyver with a horse. It's Like, they have a message signed by Merlin saying, kill the king. Yeah. And then they they accuse him, and then... then the best thing they can do is say, well, this is a binary poison that comes from Scotland. Has anyone here ever been to Scotland? He's definitely the real murderer. Let's kill yeah. that guy. It's like, um, maybe someone just taught Merlin about binary poisons or yeah. provided him with these chemicals since he already hired someone to kill King Arthur. Yeah, it's possible that he got this poison somewhere else. Right. Um, so MacGyver runs back to Arthur to ask him to stop the execution, and he tells him about the poison um, and that's, this is where he learns about Duncan, uh, being the only one who's ever traveled there. So yeah. he gives MacGyver his, his ring to symbolize that he is royal authority, that he talked with the king or murdered him yeah. <laughs> and brought his ring. Yeah. I thought that too. Cause now he runs out to where they're about to execute Merlin and he's sitting on a bunch of piles of wood yeah. and he's about to be burned at the stake. And he says, no, you're the you're the murderer. We've determined it because you're you've been to Scotland before. Yeah, you're just guilty by association. And he and then he holds up his hand with the ring on it. Yeah, and like you said, he could have killed King Arthur to get that. Yeah, ring. we don't know. He, he he does a Beetlejuice where he pulls out the finger with the ring on it. He goes, oh oh sorry. Hold on, hold on. Let me just. Uh, there we go. <laughs> she meant yeah. nothing to me. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, everyone else there immediately is on board with Duncan's arrest, probably because he's a huge dick to everyone. All the yeah, time. yeah, yeah. Um, so Duncan immediately just takes off. Um, uh, but we should we should note uh, we kind of skipped over some a little bit of things, but that Merlin has been stalling for time by threatening to curse everybody, a- yeah. and every time someone tries to get close to light the fire, he goes, "Your maggots will eat your brains, and your family will grow you know <laughs> hair on your ankles." And they go, "Oh man, that sounds really bad." <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna step back here. Somebody else can start this up. Um, and MacGyver had been meanwhile preparing a uh, makeshift fire extinguisher. With uh, right. with what looked like uh, I think it's like the u- usual kind of like vinegar baking soda kind of reaction. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and of course, as he arrives, he sprays sprays it on the uh, the execution pyre, um, and that's when the accuses Duncan. Right. Um, so Duncan but the whole time off. Merlin is getting saved. He's cursing. MacGyver for putting out the fire in this disgusting way. Yeah, it's like and also like like sliming him with the the chemical at the same time. Yeah, he's, he's just like, oh, what are you doing? What do you get away from us? He's like, I'm saving your life. Yeah, calm down. Um, so uh, once again, we get another little minstrel song, but uh, Merlin and MacGyver are going to be heading out, and we see like MacGyver wearing a it's not really armor, um, it's just like like a leather. Heavy leather armor, I guess, would be the best way to describe it. Yeah. There's no, like, chain mail or suit of metal armor. It's just, like, thick leathers. Um, And uh, Arthur gives MacGyver an amulet, which both symbolizes his roundtable authority, which which was odd because no one else seemed to have one. Yeah. Um, But it also had a note in it, uh, like, saying that he's working for the king. Right. 
the king's favor, I believe he calls it. Um, yeah. Which is basically like a, like a, a, a get out of jail free card. Which never comes up. <laughs> which, well, it never comes up for its intended use. Yeah. Um, it, 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 gets, it gets actually plenty of use later on. Uh, so, uh, so as uh, MacGyver and Merlin ride out, they, they, this is kind of reminding me of like Army of Darkness, where it just like cuts and they're already like riding out somewhere, um, and uh, and apparently they're riding past a broken fog machine, because yeah. it's like they come around like a very small short bend and you're just seeing like one tiny little billowing of of fog that isn't covering anything. It's just like going up yeah. into the up into the air. Yeah. Um, it's just like I wouldn't. If that's how as good as you could do it, I just wouldn't have done then it. Just wait for it to clear and just shoot it without the fog. Yeah, because it looks ridiculous. Um, but they end up uh, at a tunnel, which leads to Morgana's lands. So apparently, they were right at the border of Scotland. Yeah. Um, and uh, and no one has been over this hill before. Yeah. Um, but uh, Merlin insists that they they get off their horses because this place is like really super dangerous. Like, people don't come out when they go through here. Presumably because they made it to the other side. Um, but, uh, so, as they, they enter the tunnel, uh, they find definite hoof prints uh, from another horse. Right. And I'm pretty sure from the exterior that this is the, the Bat Cave. The Bat Cave. It, it's hard. It to, could be. Yeah. I mean, there, there are a couple of caves up there, but obviously the Bat Cave is the most famous right. cave. They actually shot... Part of the, at least the original reboot pilot there. I don't know if any of that's going to end up in the actual series, but yeah. the MacGyver reboot pilot that that was picked up but will never air uh, definitely had scenes at the at the Bat Cave. Uh, as they enter the cave, de- as they go deeper into the cave, they start hearing right. Duncan calling for help. Right. Uh, he says that he's hurt. So, of course, Merlin is just like, all right, I'm going to go finish him off. <laughs> yeah, and MacGyver's like, um, Merlin, this is a really obvious and stupid trap. And he's like, I don't have to take orders from you. Yeah. So, th- as they both run together, they step on a, a very elaborate trap of, like, this, like, teeter-tottering uh, platform, which immediately... Yeah, it's like a, a circle panel that has, like, a fulcrum in the middle of it. Yeah. So that when they step onto the front half of it, it tips underneath them, and yeah. they basically fall into a hole over a lava pit. Yep. Because this cave just has an exposed lava pit beneath yeah. it. Um, so, of course, Duncan's like, ha-ha, I caught you, because they're hanging on by the, the wooden slats of the trap. Yeah. And uh, so, as uh, Duncan is saying, well, uh, I've defeated you, and now I'm going to go have my way with Cecilia. Um, yeah. All of a sudden, a foot just kicks Duncan into the lava. <laughs> yeah, he just falls right past them into the lava, which this hole doesn't seem big enough for him to just fall in without knocking one of them off. Exactly. But we watch him drop down into this gelatinous lava at the bottom, and then slowly a skeleton like floats to the surface yeah. of the lava where he was. It just looks totally ridiculous, because the bones would melt just as fast as anything else would. <laughs> I think the bones would fa- melt faster than the metal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, uh, and, we, and then that's when we get the big reveal of who, who kicked him in was Morgana. Yeah. Um, she's very hands-on 
she she goes yeah. out into her own caves, patrols her own caves, and yeah, just in case people show up, yeah, yeah just to kick people in the lava. Um, so she does like a quick like little villain. Well, have a good have a good death. I'll see you later. Uh, yeah. And uh, and we're left with MacGyver and Merlin dangling above this lava pit. Yeah, with the skeleton at the bottom. How will MacGyver and Merlin ever manage to navigate their way up this ladder? <laughs> Tune in next week. Uh, They're both hanging on a ladder. Yeah. And I mean, that's essentially what this series of slats is. It would be very, very easy to climb out. Right. Even for someone who is is weak, I think. And carrying a Merlin. Well, yeah, that's just that's Merlin's fault. I don't know why Merlin's on MacGyver's back when there's plenty of grips and handholds for him. Uh. So I really think that this could have been one episode, like yeah. I mean, with the second part included, because the second part is really drawn out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I don't know, man. This I I really feel like we're we're hitting hitting some low points on the show. Yeah. And this was supposed to be like this feels like this was their sweeps week. Like they're trying to pull out all the stops and make a big story. Oh, MacGyver in medieval times and and. It's a two-part episode, and we're going to learn what his first name is, is all the advertising going into this yeah, episode. Yeah. And it's just a total non-story. And uh, yeah, the actress here playing Queen Morgana, by the way, is is uh, Robin Strasser, who played Dorian Lord in 600 episodes of One Life to Live. Yeah. And, and Rachel Davis in 349 episodes of Another World. So, so she has a lot of credits yeah, yeah. for those shows. I also feel that this was just like an opportunity to... To not have it be Camelot, like it should have been like Scotland. Well, it should have been sure, like Highlander. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. you you film it in some hovels out in some like good rolling hills, and you have it be about you can still have it be about MacGyver and MacIver clan, and have it yeah. be about this tension that he she, he sees. But I it, think it had to be Merlin and Morgana and King Arthur. Like it had to be characters that people recognized and knew stuff about going in. Yeah, because it's just it's a, there's just a, no reason, yeah, no reason to make this a King Arthur story. Yeah, it, this was something that was pitched and was not properly shut down in the room. Yeah, I mean, I guess unless the the loose connection is that because MacGyver is such a wizard, you know, in modern times, yeah, that they wanted to be like how could we get MacGyver and Merlin in the same room and see how he would react to all the things MacGyver can cook up? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it had to stem from that. It had to stem yeah. from someone saying, oh, yeah. if he were in medieval times, people would think he was a wizard. And they were like, what if he was in medieval times and Merlin was jealous? And that's how this episode started. <laughs> and they threw it, they slapped it together, yeah. fussed with the margins. <laughs> yeah. And we're hoping yeah, yeah, time for, you know. Fussing with the margin is, is how they... <laughs> This gets edited into two episodes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I really, I, I honestly, it's funny because I, I don't really have much to say about it other than I am surprised that it got made. Yeah. Um, the season has been bad. Yeah. I'm not surprised that this was the last season and that they didn't extend the order past the original 13 episode order. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it for this one. Yeah. Well, um, we'll we'll have the completion of this amazing tale. Yeah. 
if uh, if you guys have any thoughts on Goodnight MacGyver Part One, I will be surprised. And you can address <laughs> them to our Twitter account at Opening Gambit. You can find us uh, at facebook.com slash Phoenix Foundation Podcast or our website, phoenixfoundationpodcast.com. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Tune in next week when we cover Season 7, Episode 8, Goodnight MacGyver Part 2. We're going to find out MacGyver's first name That's officially. Right. I, I Hopefully, uh, I don't think we've spoiled it on the show yet. I don't think so either. I think I, we've been pretty careful. Yeah. I, I, and and where we've screwed up, I've edited it out. Oh, good because because <laughs> I know I know I may have let it slip now and then, uh, but uh, very exciting. If I'm wrong on that, correct me on Twitter because I'm curious if we've mentioned it before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, thank you for listening. Thanks. Thanks.